Hello, and welcome to another episode of Actors Inspiration with Amber Wegner. And today I'm super excited to get to know a little bit more about the actor on the other line. She has been seen in shows like The Purge, Better Call Saul, The Resident, the film Baby Driver, and most recently Netflix hit show Sweet Magnolias. Please introduce my guest, Allison Gabriel. How are you? Hi, I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so excited to to learn more about your journey. You and I met through my sister-in-law, uh, Jill, yep. and um, I remember so vividly, and I've spoken about this on the episode with Audrey, where she said to me, I have a neighbor who's an actor, and I was like, does she have any tips? And all she said was, Audrey Helps Actors Podcast. So <laughs> you are the person that introduced me. So tell me a little bit about you and your journey into acting and then I'll ask some other questions as we go along oh okay uh let's see um I wanted to be an actor since I was as young as I can remember Mm -hmm. um I grew up in and around Los Angeles oh wow um yeah I went to San Dimas High School uh of Bill and Ted fame but (laughs) we had no art programs at all at that time. So I hear they have a theater now, but I'm not sure. And so I was sort of like a a wannabe actor or like a baby actor with no outlet. And my mom, you know, I begged to go on auditions and stuff and take classes, but my mom was like, I don't want you to be a a child actor and I don't want to be a stage mom. So she diverted me into dance. So I did dance for most of my young years. Yep. And then I got to college. I went to San Francisco State and I studied international relations and I studied abroad in France, in Paris. And I did also a degree in French. So I kind of got diverted. And I remember I took my first real acting class at ACT in San Francisco Mm -hmm. and was just so shy and locked up in myself that I was not good. And I knew Mm. I wasn't good. And Mm -hmm. I didn't really know what I was doing. And I was like, you know, graduated college by then I was working in finance because I liked to do research. It's a whole long story. But anyway, long story short, I was, um, I quit my job in 2002 and moved to New York and studied at the Esper studio. Wow. And that's sort of where I got started. I moved to New York with $500. Oh, (laughs) I love that. I went to LA with that too. Yeah, I I totally get that. And those stories give you some serious chutzpah, right? Like you seriously have to get it done when you, when that, when there is no plan B, like this is plan B. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I quit my job in finance and I had some money and I decided to go back to Europe and I wasn't sure what I was going to do. I mean, I wanted to go to New York and study acting, but I thought maybe I would apply to law school or you know, maybe be working in NGO or go Mm -hmm. Peace Corps or something. I had all these ideas and I did the Camino de Santiago, which is like a trek across Spain. And I spent a couple months in Paris and finally was just like, when I ran out of money, I was like, you know what? I give up. I just want to be an actor. And I moved to New York. I went straight from Spain to New York with $500. I love it. Found the Esper studio. So yeah, it's, it's a wild story, but, um, yeah, that's where I got started. And then I was in New York for four years. I studied at the Esper Studio and at the Actor Center, which mm-hmm. is a conservatory program and and a wonderful, wonderful program. I've, I'm still friends with some people in that 
who were in that program and the Asper Studio. But anyway, um, my mom got sick and was uh, going into hospice. And that's what brought me back to LA. Wow. And I helped her pass away and then spent like three years in depression. Sure. And then kind of got my feet back under me and was still in LA. I, I ended up meeting my now husband and uh-huh. got some good therapy. Yeah. Everybody get therapy. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> and it's been, you know, pretty good going ever since. Yeah. Wow. So I think so- that's, yeah. Yeah. So there's two things I want to touch on. First, let me say, you know, I'm so sorry to hear of your mother's passing and, and um, period. I'm sorry to hear about that. And what a blessing mm-hmm. that you had the opportunity to, it's almost like she brought you here to start this whole new world. You met your husband, like, you know, they yeah. say an end has a new beginning and like she was able to, you helped her transition to the next space and she helped you transition to the next space. Like what a beautiful, you know, a gift. Um, th- yeah. They say uh, the acronym for God is G-O-D, the gifts of death, you know, and it's mm. like, it sounds like you had a few, you know, nice, uh, your career yeah. budded and you met your husband. So, but I want to go back to the conservatory aspect of what you were speaking of, because I've not really had a conversation with anybody who's done conservatory training. And I'm curious mm. what, or, or really uh, ask them a question about it. Is that just a complete immersive experience? Like when you're in conservatory, is it just all aspects of acting or do you do dance and voice? Like what, what all do you learn while you're there? Uh, mine was a, um, it was like a one year program okay. and it was five, six hours a day, I think, as I remember for, you know, five days a week. So it was movement, voice, clown, mask, and scene study. Wow. For one year. Um, yeah, uh, and we did we did one production at the end. And we did like a, a unit on Shakespeare at like Christmas time, I think, as I remember. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't, yeah, there was no, which was more like, um, just like getting into our bodies and sure. doing a lot of, oh no. What? Hold on, my, my, <laughs> my headset just disconnected. That's okay. We're here. Oh, now it's reconnected. Can you hear me now? I can hear you 100%. Oh. If we have a little hiccup, we have a little hiccup. I'm so sorry. Hang on. My, my, um, okay. My do not disturb didn't work. Well, then okay. we'll just take a pause and make it work. <laughs> oh, good. Trust me. If you've heard my podcast enough, I always say like, I'm not expecting anything to be perfect. I just want it to be real. I've had my dog come in barking. I've oh. had, you know, I was interviewing uh, Emmy award winning Kim Estes and he got a phone call. So the inter- interview just dropped, like it just, oh. it just dropped. Like, so we yeah. start over and like, well, let's start part two. <laughs> you know? Okay, great. So, Sorry about that. Please. No apologies. It's all about um, being human. God, what was I even talking about? Um, we were talking about the conservatory and dance. Oh, you yeah. were saying that there wasn't any dance. Because my There wasn't know, dance. Re- yeah. Go ahead. Uh, that's, so that's it. It was one year. It was six hours a day. It was like, a, I would call it a mini conservatory. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. And, and that fascinates me. It's been something that I've actually been considering because I've realized in doing this, you know, I've only been in the union since 2014, but what I'm Mm -hmm. learning more about my craft is, is how much I still have to learn, you know, and how many more ways there are to, you know, create character. And it's just like this fascinating, fascinating toolbox that I feel like has got endless stuff inside of it. And I want to touch it all. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What I think of it as 
like there are so many colors to paint with. And the more you learn, the more colors you have to play with. Yes. So, 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 so true. So tell me how you know, Audrey, did you know her podcast before you know her? Do you know her personally? Like what's your connection with Audrey Moore? Yeah. I, my friend who's a friend of hers who was on a show with her, I think it was Manhattan. Okay. Turned me on to the podcast on like episode one or two, like uh-huh. so early. And I, I listened to the first season re- like religiously. And then I think I reached out to her for like a coaching Yeah. at some point. And she gave me some really great advice. And oh, it was because baby driver was coming out too. Yes. And she was doing PR for godless. And I decided to do PR for baby driver. And I was just so overwhelmed by the whole thing. Yes. Like Audrey really handles a lot well and I go into overwhelm really easily <laughs> okay okay yeah so I'd love to I hear find, what that experience yeah. was like doing press like what what did like because I assume you probably hired a publicist yeah like what I was did your whole process talked about that uh well um here's a good lesson like if you're if you know a movie is going to be big which I knew Baby Driver was going to be big I was already an, a fan of Edgar Wright for years Shaun of the Dead is one of my top 10 favorite movies. Uh-huh. And when I got to work with him I, and I saw who was in this movie, I was like, this is going to be a huge movie. Yeah. And my manager at the time did not, I had to talk her into the fact that I thought PR would be a good idea. Wow. Um, which was an interesting, uh, you know, that's why we're no longer together. One of the yeah. Reasons. Yeah. But um, yeah, she introduced me to a PR person and uh, I just went with the first person I met. I didn't, again, I, I, I kind of go on instinct a lot of times mm-hmm. and it was, you know, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm coming to realize that I'm an introverted person. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this mm-hmm. and doing red carpets and being asked questions about myself. Like I find it very, I don't love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I understand mean, that. I do. I, I understand mean, I, that. I love talking to people like I know you. I love talking to people I know and I love, I'll open up and tell you anything, but like talking to random people on a red carpet just really is off-putting. It's very uh, unsettling to me. Yeah. And a lot of times it feels very disingenuous. You know, it's like you're talking to somebody and you see they've got like this full face. You're talking to a man that's covered in makeup and they've got a permanent smile and they're like, so tell me about your such and such. And you're like, who are you and are you even real? Like, what am I talking to? Are you an iRobot? (laughs) Yes. And like, it's so awkward. And like, you'll get an invitation to an event like that day and you have to be like red carpet ready by like four o'clock in the afternoon and then go and, and then you're like, wait, what is this event? And it's supposed to be like a, a fundraiser for like cancer. And then I was like on a red carpet once and they were like, what are you here for? And I was like, well, it's a fundraiser for cancer. And my mom died of breast cancer. And she just like dead faced me like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And I was like, oh, am I not supposed to say that on in an interview? Like, it's just so, I, I, I'm just not cool and I don't handle those situations well I end up putting my foot in my mouth interesting so, interesting so yeah. if you were to do it again you know or or did you do it again for sweet magnolias I didn't you know it was it came out in the pandemic like in True. May of the pandemic so I was just like uh, uh, there's no way yeah uh 
I might do it for the second season because I also did not expect Sweet Magnolias to be the hit that it was. Yeah. I I thought that Sweet Magnolias would come out and then disappear into the Netflix algorithm. Like, yes, those come out all the time on Netflix and just disappear. I don't know yeah. if people realize this. Yeah. I did not expect it to be that popular and also for it to get a second season. That was completely a surprise. It was so amazing. And it's like timing is everything, right? Because I yeah. feel like I was talking to our daughter this morning. I said, I feel like your show came out at a time that was so necessary because everybody or most, a lot of people wanted to feel comfort. Yeah. And your show provided such a comforting feeling like, you know, people binged Gilmore Girls again. People watched things that made them feel good because we all felt so scared. And your yeah. show had such a wonderful quality of just wholeness, you know, and yeah. it's like you just got to disappear into another world for a while that felt safe. Yeah, I totally get it. I've watched Ted Lasso, I think, 15 times. Oh, I, and I'm, I'm not exaggerating. And yeah. I love it so much. Yeah, yeah, what yeah, I totally get it. I get it. I, I have Hot Fuzz is one of my my like comfort watches, as is like um uh oh I'm like blanking on the name. It'll come to you. Uh yeah. It, uh, oh my god, I can't believe it's a uh, it's gone. It's not in my head right now. This That's is what okay. happens on interviews. I It'll go show stupid. up if it's supposed to. I went into yeah. the brothers and sisters. Like I I had never oh, seen yeah. the show. And so I watched Brothers and Sisters, and I think I watched seven seasons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is a fun show. <laughs> totally. Oh, Romancing the Stone. Yeah, I knew you'd get it. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm glad, I'm glad it could be that for people, because I, I totally am one of those comfort watchers, too. Like, yeah, I love what Audrey says, like her purpose, she's decided her purpose is to give relief. Yes. And I think that's such a great feeling as an actor just to feel like, because a lot of times we do stuff that is very unwise and very uncomfortable. And to think like, ultimately, this is providing relief to someone and it makes it just makes it a little easier. Yeah, yeah, I know. And it's like, uh, my acting coach will say, you know, people go, this isn't, you know, you're not doing brain surgery. And it's like, no, but we are actually healing the soul. You know, it's like people went to television and went to movies and went to Netflix to during a time of pandemic to feel better. So we did Mm -hmm. serve a purpose that was greater than people will give actors and filmmakers and artists and directors credit for. It's like, yeah, we do serve a huge purpose in this world. Yeah. It is, it is an important job. So yeah. I want to ask you about, cause I want to, I'll swing back to um, Sweet Magnolias cause I have questions on that, but I want to ask you, so when you did like the purge, Better Call Saul the Resident, I've heard in multiple podcasts how there's this period where you, you know, you have your audition, you have your callback, you have a producer session. And then there are times where they literally have you sign a contract before you like go in and like do this producer session. Did you experience any of that or, or no. what is, no, okay. So <laughs> no, I've never had that experience. I cannot imagine the pressure of that. Me oh. either. That just sounds yeah. terrifying. Yeah. Okay, great. So, so you yeah. didn't have to, so what were your experiences on the three that I, you know, the purge better call Saul the resident on all three of those were those audition callback booking? Like, was it a pretty easy transition? Oh God. Do you know, I have such a weird acting experience because 95% of what I booked has been off of tape. I so, love you for that. I have the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's weird. I, I I think I've booked two jobs by just being in the room. Amazing. Um, yeah. I, I'm trying to think. 
Yeah, all, all of those were off tape and I didn't have a callback. So wow. I just did a tape and then they called me and booked me and then I showed up on set. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. So then what did you find? Um, did you find a difference working for Netflix as a company as far as how they run their ship and being that, you know, you were a season regular on two different, sh- you know, on, is that what your role was considered a season or a series regular? Is no, that- I'm a recurring guest. Recurring guest. Okay, great. Yeah. And, um, and you know, you fly to, what was it? North Carolina? Is that where you filmed? Uh, Atlanta. Atlanta. Okay. And so, so what was that like? Was it a different experience working with, Netflix than it was for some of the other companies like were your accommodations really cool what like how how was the experience oh gosh uh no it's all the same all the same okay yeah I just never know if like, Netflix shells out extra cash Actually, you know I worked on um I did like a fucking oh sorry no you can curse curse away sweetheart. I did a That's fucking co-star I did a, I I wasn't doing co-stars anymore and then I I my manager was like you got called in. I didn't submit you, but you got called in for this new show called, oh God, what is it called? <laughs> um, home, home, not Homeland. Oh, I can't remember. It was with Julie Roberts and it was on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally remember. It was it, yeah. um, Homecoming. Homecoming. Thank yes. you. God, yes. My memory is shot. That's okay. Anyway, so, so this casting director called me in. Like we didn't submit and it was a co-star, but it was working with Julia Roberts. Oh, and wow. I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll do a fucking co-star for Absolutely. Julia Roberts just to watch her work. Are you kidding me? And those trailers were so freaking nice. nice. <laughs> oh, no. Nice. So I wonder if Amazon, like, has nicer trailers. I haven't. I, I mean, my trailers have been pretty much the same across the board. Um, but, yeah, and that was, that was interesting. We shot in um, Big Bear, oh, and wow. they, like, bust us out there, which was interesting. I didn't uh-huh. expect that. Uh-huh. And then put us up. I, my part could have been shot in a day and they ended up shooting it over two days. So it was kind of a, it was kind of a weird experience, but watching Julia Roberts work was worth it. Please tell me I, more. Like how was, yeah. she, what was, what was that like? Well, so it was just me, her and Stefan, I think his last name is Clark. Okay. No, Stefan James. Sorry, okay. Stefan James. And he, um, so it was just the three of us who were principal on set. They had some extras, but mm-hmm. so, so yeah, when I've worked with a lot of big names, not yes. to like toot my horn, but I have worked yes, with a lot have. of big names. And my thing is like, I don't speak unless I'm spoken to. I kind of keep to myself. I don't, you know, go out of my way until it's done. I might walk up to them. Like when I worked with Michael Shannon, I went up to him and oh. I said, thank you because he went out of his way to make sure I was taken care of. Yes. And that's unusual. Yeah. Uh, and so working with her was great. I loved what also what happened is I ended up being sort of at one point placed behind the camera for an eyeline. So I could watch the monitor. Mm-hmm. I could watch her like across the room and up close. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she's, She's got so much going on internally, like her inner life is so big Mm. that it just comes through her skin in a way that's like, it feels like otherworldly, but it's just that she's packed her suitcase so tight and full that it's coming out of her. And I don't know how else to describe it. 
It makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. It makes perfect sense because there is no, there is no Julia left in the body. Like she has absolutely filled her vessel with who this character is. And it probably exudes out of every one of her pores. Yeah. That's a good way to say it. Yeah. I, yeah, I can just picture it. Like I'm just picturing what it must be like looking at her through the monitor and then looking up yeah. and seeing her face and knowing that you're not looking at Julia Roberts, you're looking at whatever her character is and whoever I mean, this person is. She's always Julia Roberts. But she's, yeah. <laughs> she's something. She's a powerhouse. But, but the DP on that, there was one take where the, the DP started to cry. Wow. So I was like, wow, that's that's pretty impressive. Wow. So yeah, that was that. And then working with Michael Shannon was really lovely too. It was a really hard scene it was sort of it was from 12 strong mm -hmm. and he's going off it set just after september 11th and he's going off to like mm. do army things in the desert basically and i'm saying goodbye to my husband i played his wife mm -hmm. and she's not happy about it and uh prepping for that was really interesting i i watched a 9-11 documentaries mm -hmm. i listened to a couple podcasts and I, I had to kind of stay in this place where I think my husband is like in those buildings oh. and through the whole evening, cause we shot into the night and it was interesting too, because I, you know, I get on set and I'm not sure what to expect from Michael Shannon and they suit him first and they were like, you know, setting up the cameras and I kind of came in and I wasn't sure where to stand. There were no marks yet. And they were like all over him. And he said, hold on, hold on, hold on. Allison isn't sure where to stand. He's like, what do you need? He turned oh. to me and said, what do you need? And turned their focus back on me so that I would feel settled so that he could work off of me. Yes. And then when they turned around on me, he went out of his way to give me an eyeline behind the camera. I mean, the, I, I have so much respect for him. Oh, God, I love him as an actor just watching film, but that just makes me love him even more. Like he yeah. just, I just watched, um, oh, what is that? Uh, that little uh, Eight Perfect Strangers? Nine uh, Perfect Strangers, yeah. yeah. Did you watch so that? So good. One? Oh, yeah. He, he is just like everything he's in, he brings such again, depth to his characters. And again, so much going on behind the eyes. And you, yeah. even if he's a horrid person, you love him. Like yeah. he's just incredible. So the fact that you had that experience with him and I can, and I can totally see him just like catching some of his attention and the fact that he made sure you were taken care of. Yeah. That's incredible. What an yeah. honest, wonderful man. I heard a, yeah. I feel like he was interviewed on um, armchair expert, maybe um, mm. one of the podcasts I listened to an interview with him and, mm -hmm. uh, and I just really enjoyed uh, hearing his, you know, his background and, and how, you know, he's been in, he's been doing the arts for a very long time and how seriously he takes his craft and it's yeah. just inspiring. It's just inspiring. Yeah. What a wonderful person to work with. Yeah. I was terrified. <laughs> I bet, but I'm sure he shut that terror down pretty quick when he was oh, actually concerned yeah. about you. Yeah. And like he would, I, you know, I would kind of tuck away between setups to kind of stay in this emotional place and he would kind of walk by and he would kind of like look in on me, but like he gave me my space, but I could tell he was like making sure I had, I don't know, he, like what a, what a great, generous partner. Yeah, yeah. that's wonderful. Yeah. Is there somebody on, because like you said, you've worked with a plethora of amazing, like A-list actors and that's, you know, a testament to the actor that you are. They are just a reflection of you. So congratulations. Oh my God. Is, is there anybody, it's true, right? You wouldn't be there if you didn't belong there. So, you know, it, you, know oh. you have something to offer that is, is very valuable. 
Um, what is, is there, of course, is there anybody on your radar that you're still like, oh, I cannot wait to work with such and such, or I, you can like lay me down happy if this person, you know, were to be opposite me. Oh my God. I mean, gosh, you know, I don't think that way. I Mm -hmm. just have people that I love. I mean, like Regina Hall is one of my absolute favorite. Yes. I got to sit in on a casting. uh, I did like an internship once for like a week with a casting office and got to watch her audition. And the girl was electric. I believe she was so funny and she was so herself and so the character and she brought so much to the material. She was still, you know, on book, but Mm -hmm. it didn't even matter. Mm -hmm. And I don't think she booked, she did not book it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I would put her in everything. Yes. I mean, I don't know. I can't imagine a world where we would, cross paths, but I love her. Um, uh, oh God, I'm so named. Um, who, who was Muriel's wedding? What's her name? Oh yes. Colette. Uh, um, Tony uh, Collette. Yeah. Tony Collette. I would oh. love to work with Tony Collette. I would love to work with, um, oh God. that's okay. We'll play name. I'm so, it's like you put me on the spot and I can't think of people's names. Anyway, there's there's just like millions of people. Yes. There's so much talent in Hollywood and on yes. in TV and on the movies. I I'm just in awe of everyone. But isn't it something? Yeah, I mean, it's an endless list. You could name name a name, and I'm like, yeah, that would be fun. I don't know. I know. And like, <laughs> do you ever like? Do you ever pinch yourself at the fact that we get to do this? Like, it blows my mind know. sometimes. No, I don't. I don't have that. I I get like. When I'm on set, you know, I've come to realize just in like the last week that I was having an anxiety problem Oh, and I'm on a new medication and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, I have been struggling with anxiety for the last 10 years and I did not know. What freedom to have that dealt with. Yeah. And so my experiences on set are just like anxiety and um, uh, nerves and ex- a little bit of excitement, but also sure. just like imposter syndrome and what am I doing here? And so it's not like I pinch myself. I kind of come home and have to take a nap. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I understand that. I understand that. And I don't know. um, I don't know if you've ever taken the the quiz. My friend Heather told me about it and it's for highly sensitive people. Oh yeah. Oh my God. And I didn't realize that like I was a hundred percent down the row and I've always considered myself somewhat of an extrovert, but I realize I am, but I'm not. And I yeah. actually require a lot of downtime. That's why when yeah. I loved when I reached out to you and I said, I usually, you know, record in the mornings, you're like, that's my me time. I'm like, go girl. Like that, yeah. is, that is so important. Yeah. That's just something that I learned in the pandemic was just learning how to parent myself. Yes. Like I need to exercise every day. I need to drink enough water every day. I had to cut back on coffee. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was, you know, I was in the throes of having what I found out are anxiety attacks. Mm. Um, And now that I'm on this new medication, I'm like, Oh my God, this is how people live. I have been living in like, I feel like I've been breathing through a straw yes. for like the last 10 years with, Oh man. And, and I all of a sudden that. I can breathe. Yes. yes. I don't wish anxiety. I upon anybody ever, my worst enemy, that is just a really, uh, you know, I've experienced that in my past before and yeah. it is, it is horrendous. It's undescribable and it's debilitating, yeah. you know, yeah. when you still have to do a job, especially in front of a camera oh and my the God. insides of you are, are not still like my hat off 
hat goes off to you that you've even been able to execute yeah. these jobs that you've had. I mean, I can't wait to see what happens when you're free. <laughs> I, know. I did an audition yesterday in my studio and I was like, oh my gosh, I can breathe. My voice is available because I'm breathing properly. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. Yeah. I remember when I shot a midnight special, mm-hmm. I was working, it was like my first really big job and I was working opposite Adam Driver. Oh, wow. And I was like, I only knew him from girls. And so I did, really didn't know what to expect from him. Turns out he's obviously a lovely human being. Sure. But I remember getting to set and they had two giant cameras. And I wasn't expecting that. Now that's like, okay, normal, whatever, two mm-hmm. cameras. But they were two cameras and they were so close to my face. And I was like, <laughs> I was my my heart was pounding so hard that I was like, they have to be able to see that I'm that I'm like literally shaking because my heart is pounding so hard. Yeah. Of course you can't see it, but I was like, yeah, I, I can't believe you can't see that I'm, my heart is literally pounding through my chest. Wow. Wow. And I mean, clearly the, whatever the energy was like was working, you know, it's like, yeah, it, yeah. It, 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 you got through, it's funny. You mentioned that I had a similar uh, situation and then we'll, we'll wrap up. Um, but where they brought the camera so close to me and then they said, lean in, like my nose was inches from the camera. And I was like, okay. So they're like, look into the camera, like as far as you can. And I said, all I do, you know, it was so weird because I could just see myself. All I was doing was giving my lines, looking at myself and it felt so weird. (laughs) Oh, that's awful. That's awful. Oh my God. I I don't want to talk to myself, especially on the cross side. So, you know, it's, um, and, Before I ask this closing question, I want to circle back and acknowledge you for talking about mental health and therapy. And one of the things, you know, that are so important um, to not just actors, just to human beings in general, but that that to to normalize um, therapy and medication when needed and all these things. So thank you for being so honest and vulnerable Mm -hmm. and being willing to talk about it because it's very real. And the more we talk about it, the less stigma I think that it will have. Yeah. So, yes, I've been in therapy for six years now. Um, like at the beginning, it was like twice a week and I did it, you know, when I lived in New York, I think as an actor, you use, and this is what I love about acting is when I worked in finance, I used a single tiny slice of my pie Mm -hmm. at work. Mm -hmm. And when I work now, I use all of myself, all Mm -hmm. of my pie. And the more you know yourself and take care of yourself and parent yourself and take care of your inner child and all of those things, the more pie is available for you to serve up when you're working. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I love that about what we do, but yeah, it can really, you really have to, like Audrey says, there's a lot of confront. So you have to be able to look at yourself and say, this isn't working. Yes. And you know, I, I had normalized for obviously 10 years that I have a tight chest, like my chest just gets tight and mm-hmm. I don't know how to breathe. No girl, it's anxiety. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I am a huge proponent of therapy. I think uh, it's, a, it's a shame in our country that we don't have universal health care and that so yep. many people, it depends on their job, whether or not they can get the medical health help they need. Um, and I'm a huge proponent of meds when you need it. Yeah. Get it. Yeah. So true. 
So true. Well, thank you again for yeah. you know, for speaking so openly about that because um, it's so important. So as we close out, I want yeah. to just ask a closing question for actors that are either new and coming up in the industry or even somebody that's seasoned and just kind of like in a in a place where they're feeling funky. Like, do you have mm. any words of inspiration for somebody um, that's that's moving along on their journey as an actor? Yes. Um I've been on this self-healing journey. I think we all are. Mm -hmm. You know, life is a journey of that type. Well, that was a weird sentence, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Um, I think, you know, during the pandemic, I realized certain things that I need every day. Like in um, AA, they talk about your, I think they call it your bottom line. I'm not really sure. I've just heard it. Hitting rock bottom. No, no, your bottom line. Your bottom line is like the things you need every day. Yes. to be a healthy person. Mm-hmm. I don't really know the, the terminology, so I, I'm not taking it for my own, but this is what I call it. So, yeah. um, so I have like certain things that I know that I need in my day. I can't drink more than half a cup of coffee. I need like four liters of water a day to, for me to feel good. I need to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I need to exercise every day. I need to not drink wine every single night. Like there are certain things that I know that I need as my bottom line for me to feel good about myself. Mm-hmm. And I, I just recently did the Larry Moss workshop. Mm-hmm. I, I've worked with him for a long time now, but uh, we, what I walked away with was there's also an artistic bottom line. Mm. So I need to be ingesting great writing all the time. Mm-hmm. I need to be working my voice all the time. Um, not all the time, every day, just like I need to exercise, just like I need to drink water. I need to, um, watch good material every day. I need to be involved in a community of other artists every day. Mm -hmm. There are certain things that, you know, like I said, acting is, is, is a, is a giving exercise. Mm -hmm. You're giving something up and it has a cost. You, You can't give from an empty well. Mm -hmm. And so you have to find ways to keep your well, you know, clean water and, and happy and happy little fish or whatever. I don't know if there's fish in a well, but (laughs) I get it. I think, and I think keeping yourself inspired by watching good work and reading good writing and whatever it is, whatever it is that you need as your bottom line every day, I think is so important. And so many actors are not, you know, doing that. Yeah. I know I wasn't for a long time. So just trying to squeeze more and more out, create more, create more, create more, but you have to refill the well too. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's a wonderful reminder to, um, you know, self-care to take care of ourselves, take care of our actor, take care of, you know, so that we can take care of our job and their loved ones and the people around us like us first, they say, put, you know, in the airplane, put your mask on first and then your child. Like you can't help your child if you can't help yourself. Right. Oh, I love that. Well, Allison, this has been such a pleasure. I close every episode by saying, if nobody else tells you today, I believe in you. Make today great. Go create some miracles. And Allison, thank you so much for your time. This was really inspiring. Thank you so much for having me. It was really nice. Absolutely. And I look forward to seeing you uh, either in in, in the neighborhood or on a set. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Okay. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Bye. Bye.